Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Sugar Mama's Fireplay Podcast. I am Canna Campbell. So today's podcast is all about how I slowed down my shopping. A couple of months ago, I think it was, I made a podcast for you about how I afford fashion within my budget, how I am able to afford to buy myself a few nice things every now and again, maybe a few little luxuries along the way without ever jeopardizing my financial well-being. And you guys love this podcast. It's probably one of my in my top 10 most popular podcasts. However, I have had a few people reach out to me saying they're working really hard on their financial goals, but they seem to still fall off the bandwagon. They still seem to get distracted, tempted, and have setbacks when it comes to shopping. So I thought it would be a nice idea to share with you guys about how I actually slowed down my shopping. So first of all, I really want to point out, I'm not someone who's all about being restrictive and aggressive and controlling when it comes to well-being. And this includes all sorts of elements of well-being. It's kind of like going on an aggressive diet where you say to yourself, right, no carbohydrates, no sugar, no meats, no dairy. Uh, if you go on something as aggressive as that, sure, for the first couple of weeks, you might be okay, but you'll end up snapping and losing it and then just binging in all the things you're trying to avoid. That's not really how I work. I'm all about when it comes to working on your goals and your well-being, it's about coming from a place of self-love, self-worth, balance, respect, kindfulness. So I don't personally try and suppress, restrict, or ban myself from shopping as such. I accept that I enjoy every now and again, if it's appropriate, and obviously in the right type of way. If I need something, I'm not going to beat myself up if I buy myself something. Of course, I do it in a responsible way and that I don't create debt. I pay for it out of my savings account and, you know, I think about it before I I shop and I share all this stuff anyway in that other podcast, which I'll link in the podcast description. But as I said, I do it in the right way with the responsibilities and priorities. But what I'm trying to say to you is if you're working on your financial goals, it's okay to still buy yourself nice things along the way, whether it be a pair of shoes, a dress, a lipstick, or something else that your your heart desires. It's about doing things in a balanced way. Uh, for me, life's all about ratios. So you've got to find your ratio. But there are a couple of, I guess, hacks or habits that I have discovered and built up over time to help me shop responsibly, to help slow it down so that I'm not getting tempted to head back to the shopping mall or the supermarket. Um, That's not really that exciting place to go shopping. Well, for me, that is. Or whether to be jumping up online. So I wanted to share with these things with you in this podcast. And I have a list of seven things, and they're all really helpful in different ways. All right, so the first thing is when I'm looking at and get tempted to buy something, I will say to myself, all right, and I might be standing in a changing room, I might be looking at online, but I will actually ask myself, okay, what are five events in my life where I can wear this particular item? Now, these items, these activities actually need to be booked in. 
So I need to know that they're not fantasy events. It's not like I'm going to buy a dress saying, oh, I could wear this to a wedding when I don't actually have an upcoming wedding to attend. It has to be legitimately booked in. So I need five different events. And I, it might be something like a pair of pants. So I could say, well, I know I can definitely wear these to, to work. I definitely know that I could wear these out to maybe dinner with girlfriends or for drinks. I know I could wear these on the weekends. I know that I can, I've got a weekend away coming up in the country. These will be great because they'll keep me warm. So I need to be able to know off the top of my head at least five events or occasions where I know I can wear those so that I'll get my cost per wear in. If I can't, I need to put that item back or close off my browser and come back to it. But the second question I ask myself is, what are five things within my wardrobe that I know I can wear this particular item with? I'm really big on this because I don't like to own a large amount of clothes. I don't like my clothes to be squished and squashed. I kind of like my wardrobe to be really spacious, a little bit like a shop, because then it feels like I'm shopping my own wardrobe. And need to know that whatever I grab, if I'm getting dressed in a hurry, that I can maximize my wardrobe without having to own a whole pile of stuff. So, for example, the other day I bought myself a pair of pants and I went through in my head at least five different tops that I knew would work really well. And I also, whilst I was standing in the changing room, worked out all the different colors that I already own that would also complement this particular shade. Only then am I happy to go ahead and purchase. The third thing that I practice is... I practice the pause. So I will stop and think about it. I do not feel compelled to buy something right then and there. There is nothing wrong with putting something on hold and coming back to it later. And there have been so many times in my life where I've popped something on hold or closed off my brows and thought I'll come back to that later and I never have. And if someone was to ask me what was the last thing you put on hold to think about, I honestly couldn't answer you because I didn't need them in the end. This is a really healthy habit to build on, to make stop that kind of mindless shopping where you th you've told yourself you need something when really you don't. So just sit on it, think about it. If you really want it, you will come back to it. And if it's meant to be there, it will still be there. The fourth thing I do, and this is probably the most confronting thing for me, and I think the most helpful thing, is I make a list on my iPhone of when I purchase something. So I put the date what it was that I purchased and the amount. Now, this is very confronting because when you go to enter in what you're about to buy, you have to reread what you recently purchased. And that can be a bit of a slap in the face or a wake-up call because we very easily tell ourselves, a bit like how we eat, that we eat healthily or that we don't shop that much. But when you have a reminder written down with the date, with the amount and what it was you purchased, you can't conveniently or accidentally forget about what it was. And what is great about this, it takes it one step further, is you can quickly and easily add up how much money you've spent so far during the year. Now, this has, again, been a great wake-up call to me because I've looked at things and gone, oh, hang on, you bought something for yourself about eight weeks ago. Do you really think you need to be buying something again? And so many times I'm like, actually, that's enough for me. I don't need that. What am I doing? And it's been a fantastic thing because it makes me put things into perspective because I think, okay, well, I'm about to buy, say, a $60 T-shirt, call it. I realize what I may have purchased in the past. I may have purchased a previous T-shirt. 
I may have not, maybe you're a jumper, but it starts making me accountable. It starts forcing me to be really honest about where my money is going. And now I will admit in my budget, I have a certain amount of money per month, which is allowed to be spent on clothing, shoes, and accessories. I definitely don't spend it every month and I'm allowed to roll it forward for other months. But this stops all the silly little purchases in between that I don't really need, I don't really want, and I'm just filling a void in my life. So I highly recommend keeping a calendar note, a diary note, or journaling what you've purchased, how much you spent, and the date. And because of this, you'll find yourself stretching things out. So when I did this, I realized, okay, I don't need to be buying something so soon. You know what? Put it back reassess in another six or eight weeks if you want to, if there's something you've thought of that you would quite like to buy. It stretches it out. It slows down my spending. It spreads things out. The next thing is, and this is a late leading on from this, is I explore my feelings. Why do I feel the need to buy something? What's going on in my life to trigger this? Recently, I found myself wanting more t-shirts Now, what I realized was going on was I was just constantly feeling dirty. I'm in a stage in my life where my kids are just constantly making me dirty. I'm constantly having to get stains out of clothes. I'm like within literally 20 minutes of putting on a new item of clothing. There's snot, there's Vegemite, there's sometimes vomit, there's dog slobber, dog hair, and some other delightful sort of mucus or spread or bodily fluid on me. And I realized after I kept on having this urge to buy new t-shirts all the time, it was because I just was not dealing with this issue. So as soon as I acknowledged that and realized it, the desire to go and buy a new t-shirt immediately evaporated. I realized that I just need to be more conscious with my clothing and take better care, obviously making sure I put some time aside to make sure I soak my clothes in stains, use a tea towel to quickly wipe or block clothes that get stained. Or obviously the straightforward one is to put bibs on my kids so that they don't transfer stains and and so forth onto me. But this was really helpful for me because I realized, oh my God, I'm just trying to fix the problem by buying more stuff, which is only going to get stained more. I'm going to be dealing with the same problem over and over again. And when I've done this in previous parts of my life, I've realized there's an emotional void in my life. Like I went through a phase where I was just obsessed with buying warm, fluffy jumpers. And I realized at that time in my life, I was actually really feeling really lonely in my life. I was really craving the warmth and the love and the touch in my life. And that was where the the fluffy jumpers came in. I've also had periods of my life when I was going through postnatal depression where I was buying luxury in particular stores because I'd go into these stores and people were paying attention to me. They were listening to me. I was getting a break away from the sticky fingers, the snot, the food being thrown on me. So when you stop and do this and actually invest time going, what's going on for me? Why am I feeling this desire? It's quite incredible what comes up and whatever comes up quickly removes or dissipates that desire. It's quite powerful. The next thing I do, which is tip number six, is I imagine what I'm about to buy. If it's something I know I definitely should not be buying, it's a complete waste of money, but I still have this desire. 
I imagine that item ruined. I imagine that item being worn once. Sticky, dirty, smelly, crumpled, lying on the floor, looking completely undesirable, like I'd never ever want to touch it again. Or I will imagine that item fitting me really badly, like being really gapy in the areas that I want to accentuate the most and excessively tight and unattractive in the places that I'm trying to maybe tone down. Again, this is really helpful in turning me off that particular item. And again, incredibly powerful. I actually did a reel on my Instagram account, Sugar Mama TV, where I show people this t-shirt desire of like food being smeared all over it and how it just instantly stops the desire to go and purchase more and more. And then the seventh and final thing I do to slow down my spending. This is a really healthy place to get to go to or get to find yourself at if you're really trying to slow down your shopping. And that is appreciation. Appreciation that there's always going to be beautiful things in the stores. You are always going to go into your favorite shop and find something nice that you want to buy. Something you would like to take home, something you would like to wear, something you would like to have of your own. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to have it. You need to take it home. When I walk around the shops, I've learned to teach myself to appreciate and show gratitude for that particular item, but that particular item safely remaining where it belongs in the store. So I can happily wander on around my local shopping mall and enjoy and appreciate, almost like an art gallery, what is being hung in the stores, even the photographs online. I can just appreciate them, admire them, and leave them there just like walking around an art gallery. And to be really honest with you, it gives me the same high and buzz if I was to go and buy that particular item. And I shared this in my previous podcast, which you should definitely go and listen to if you enjoy this podcast. And that is, is this is going to sound a little bit crazy, but if I go and buy myself something beautiful, say a beautiful dress, and then I return back to the shopping mall or jump back online again and buy something again... I have robbed myself of that high prematurely. When I buy something, I get a a buzz or a sense of joy from that particular purchase. I get excited about wearing it. I can't wait to wear it. I can't wait to see what all the different things I can wear it with and how I can style it in different ways to maximize my cost per wear. If I go and quickly buy something straight after that, I've ruined and I guess trumped or destroyed or disrespected the buzz, the high, the joy, the bliss from that previous purchase. So when I do buy something, I want to allow the energy, the vibration, all the happiness that comes from that particular purchase to to last a long time, not just a couple of days, not just a couple of weeks. I want that to last as long as possible. And this has been really helpful in really slowing down my shopping. And when I do shop, I shop with gratitude and appreciation. And I have this incredible feeling of satisfaction. Now, today's podcast is just a short one and a sweet one, but I really feel like applying some of these attitudes, mindsets, and hacks into your own personal shopping affairs may really help slow down your shopping so that you find more money building up in your account. Now, every time you do this, I want you to stop and consciously transfer that money in a proactive manner into a separate savings account and see how quickly that savings account adds up. 
it will add up incredibly quickly. And once you've got a certain amount of money, whether it be $500 or $1,000, whatever the number may be for you, go and put that towards your own financial well-being and see and feel the different, but I think kind of better high that comes from self-love, self-care, and building up your own sense of self-worth when it comes to long-term realistic financial well-being. So these are my hacks for you. Start slowing down your shopping, catch yourself when you're about to splurge, and proactively transfer that money. Put it aside, watch it build up, and keep going. Let me know how these hacks go. I would love to hear from you. And if you have any other hacks that you would love to share with this growing community, please make sure you put a comment in this podcast so I can share it with everybody else. All right, everyone, have a fantastic week. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review. And I will see you next Monday for more podcasts on Sugar Mama's Fireplay. Ciao for now. 